Well, hey, everyone, and thank you for joining me again on my podcast this week. As always, it's a pleasure to have you with me. I'm really excited about this podcast because I have a special guest with me today, my very own father in the faith, and naturally, my dad, Jim Overbaugh, Pastor Jim Overbaugh, and he pastors in Missoula, Montana, uh, Missoula Bible Church, and it's just such a joy to have you with me today, Dad. I'm glad to be here and excited about what we're going to talk about. So let's get right into it. Yeah. So last week we were talking about walking in the light and being led by the Spirit. And you know as well as I do, Dad, that those two go hand in hand. Because if you're not being led by the Spirit, then you're not walking in the light. But the more we are sensitive to the Holy Ghost and are led by the Holy Ghost, we're going to be walking in the light that God has for us and leads us down the path of righteousness. Amen? Absolutely. And so there's so much to cover. There is... We're living in a day and age right now where there is so much darkness around us and there's so much confusion, so much struggle in the world. People are seeking their own will and not the will of God. Christians aren't in the house of God and I'm sure you know better than anyone that people today, they don't want to come to church like they used to. There's a lot of people being tempted to depart from the house of God Mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a, we're living in trying times, like the scripture says, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so it's important that we know how to live in trying times, how, mm-hmm. to, how to walk out our Christian walk in difficult times. And I always like to say in times of temptation, because this is mm-hmm. a time where we're being tempted to depart from the things that we know and to compromise and mm-hmm. to get angry about the things that are going on. But there's always an answer. In the word, there's always an answer on what we should be doing. Amen. Well, so the word is like the scripture said, the psalmist said, the entrance of thy word giveth light. So the light is in the word and the light shows the way in the dark path. So what we have to do is follow what the Bible says to do Mm -hmm. during this specific time, because we are living in the end of all things. So, Yeah. yeah, the Bible's got clear direction for every generation for every situation of life. Yeah. And so if we just follow that, then we don't have to be concerned that, oh, the darkness is overtaking the light because it absolutely is not. Right, right. The darkness in the world is coming to an end, the scripture says. Right. And so where sin abounded, the Bible said also that grace did much more abound. So we have more than enough grace yeah. to do what we need to do. We have more than enough light because... We have the written word, so all we have to do is follow that. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of something that Paul uh, said with regard to this very thing uh, concerning end time events. If you look over into Timothy, or 2 Timothy, he clearly says in the third chapter, this know also that in the last days, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Mm -hmm. And so we're... Obviously, living in perilous times, times that are difficult, times that uh, could be considered dangerous. But for the body of Christ, we have direction. So he goes on to explain how that uh, what what will be going on in the world. Men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. He lists a huge number of things, and it's clear to see. That all of these kinds of things are going on in the world. But Paul didn't just stay on that and focus on that and say, you know, we should just go ahead and dig a hole somewhere, go into 
uh, some cave in a mountain somewhere and pack in a bunch of cans of food and get a generator and some gas and try to hold out to the end. He didn't say that at all. Yeah. But he gets past all of what he said there to Timothy in verse 13 said, evil men and seducers, mm-hmm. uh, deceivers will wax worse and worse, mm-hmm. deceiving and being deceived. So it's not time to throw up our hands and say, okay, well, there's no solution here. But verse 14 gives us the direction. Right that we need to walk in the light of the word. And what is that? He says, continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of, knowing of whom you've learned them. And so he says, and that from a child, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, in, which is in Christ Jesus. He said, all scriptures are given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for what? For doctrine and teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that yeah. the man of God may be what? Perfect, yeah. mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So good. we have direction, yeah. clear direction given to us in the word, in the light, that tells us what to do during this time. Uh, and we need to be about our Father's business and doing exactly what the Bible tells us to do. Continuing the things in the word that we've learned. Yeah. Notice verse 16 said that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable. Mm-hmm. So it'll profit us yeah. to do what the Bible said to do. It will do what? It will teach us. It will reprove or correct us. It will instruct us in righteousness so that we can be mature yeah. and furnished unto every good work. So, right. Um, That's good. We just tell people, stay with the word, mm-hmm. ride through to victory. Stay with the word, ride through to victory. Yeah, you've said that all your life and in your ministry, continue in the word. And we know that the answer doesn't change. The, mm-hmm. Just because the times change, just because the days get darker and darker, the answer will always be the same, won't it? Right, because God doesn't change. Yeah. Um, he doesn't change even slightly. So what he said is going to be what he said, and what he said is what he meant. Mm-hmm. And what he meant is what he wants us to do, not just to yeah. hear it, not just to you know, go to church and, and hear a message and then not go out and do it, but just to practice that and it'll bring you through no matter what uh, generation or what time you live in. Sometimes people right. feel like, well, if I just lived in another time, right. well, another time when? When they didn't have toilet paper? I mean, what? <laughs> we, we have what we need now. We are born and we're in the kingdom for such a time as this. This is our time. Right. And I'm not going to dwell on, you know, well, I wish I was born, you know, in the 1800s or before that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do what God needs me to do now. Right. And follow, walk in the light as he is in the light. Yeah, that's good. And I think that it's easy for us to say and feel like these are the worst times that we could be living in. This is the, the darkest day that anybody's ever lived in, which I think is true, but I think it's also the greatest time we've ever mm-hmm. lived in because we're living in the day and age and the season where the Lord is coming back, the season Absolutely. of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we've been appointed for such a time as this, and there's grace mm-hmm. for this time. And I believe this is the generation that will see the return of the Lord, and we have assignments and mandates from mm-hmm. heaven to accomplish his will and to bring in the end time harvest mm-hmm. um, and to do the work of the Lord in these last days, which you've preached on and taught, talked on for years. Mm-hmm. And it's true now more than ever before. Every, every generation since the Lord uh, rose from the dead and ascended on high mm-hmm. 
uh, the disciples thought he was coming back in their lifetime. Yeah. And so they taught on that. Mm-hmm. Paul, who wasn't part of the original 12, um, mm-hmm. but had great revelation and brought us, you know, approximately half of the New Testament, he thought Jesus was coming back in his time. Yeah. And they all taught to be ready for that, to live every day like the Lord was coming in that day and mm-hmm. to make preparation like he wasn't coming in your lifetime. So right. every generation of Christians that comes along wants to believe that, that the Lord is coming in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they think that that is a great and exciting time. Mm-hmm. Well, we're thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the scripture. It surely indicates to us that time is extremely short that the Lord is about to step over and call us out of here and so rather than be hunkering down or drawing back like so many Christians are hunkering down or worse they're drawing back they don't even go to the house of God anymore Um, they barely walk with the Lord and when you look at them their life looks more like the world Mm -hmm. than what we would see as a result of somebody being full of the word so Mm -hmm. if the word brings light and life but I'm walking in the world then I'm walking in darkness and that's not where the Lord wants his body in this day and age because he's endeavoring to pour out his spirit in a great way and he wants all of us to participate in that so we have to be focusing on what the Bible says to do. And we should be really glad. Nobody likes what's going on in the world. Nobody likes what's going on in our government and different things, all the negative things. Right. But yet if you focus on that all the time, then it just gives you, you know, this whole negative outlook. We should be excited about what God's doing. Yeah. Because he's doing great things. Right. He's pouring out his spirit. Yeah. And so I can have as much of that as I want or I can be focused on, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the news so much that I'm full of that. Well, that's just going to bring darkness to you. Right. And you're focused on what the devil's doing more than on what God's doing. Right. That's really good. And I'm reminded of the scripture in first Timothy chapter four, verse one, it says the spirit speaketh expressly. The Holy ghost speaks expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. He said it giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And I always say that people, depart from their faith believers depart from the faith because they gave heed to something else other than the holy ghost and the word of god Mm -hmm. and what the head of the church jesus christ is saying so am i supposed to run my race in this day and age looking at what others have done that fell short or am i supposed to run my race looking unto jesus who is the author Mm -hmm. and the finisher of my faith paul said i've run my race i finished my course I kept the faith. There's only one way to do that, and that's to run looking at Jesus, right. to run looking at his word, mm-hmm. to not run looking at people, because if you do that too much, their shortcomings, their failure, their their failure to obey God in their lives will cause you to veer off and start following the same plan. And I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to take the exit that says, you know, human reasoning. I'm not supposed to take the exit in life that says offense. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to turn off and go a whole different pathway right. that's going to take me 10 years out of my course, mm-hmm. 10 years out of my life. Right. And then I'm looking around going, okay, well, that all burned up in the, in the fire of God. That it's was true. all wood, hay, and stubble. It's true. I want to stay connected. And we shouldn't be going about grieving about everybody that, that chose not to follow the Lord as they should. Mm-hmm. They know better. They've been taught better many times. 
but yet they still do it. Yeah. So what am I going to do though? Mm-hmm. There's only one person that I can answer for one person and that's me. Yeah. And so I need to be focused on that. I had a part of a, a word that the yeah. Lord gave, um, to us, um, couple years back that said, you know, there's light in the valley. There's light in the purpose of heaven for you. Mm. There's light in the dark place. There's light to fill you and to pour into you and to go through you to others. There's light from heaven. There's purpose from heaven. There's manna from above Mm. to fill your longing soul and to fill your heart with love. And so you know, the, the light is available. I thought about what the Apostle John said, if we walk in the light as he is, as in, the he is in the light, yeah. we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. So, yeah. you know, the only place to stay in the light is to stay in the Word. Right. Like the Scripture said, John the Apostle said it again, God is light, mm-hmm. and in Him is no darkness at all. Right. So we need to stay right at the feet of Jesus, stay in the light, stay in the Word, be quick to forgive. Be quick to repent. Mm-hmm. Be quick to believe, like Brother Hagin said. Quick to believe, that's good. And I would say, more now than ever, and I would think you'd agree with me, that the Word is being attacked like never before. Mm-hmm. And there's such, a, there's such an attack and devices of the enemy to draw people away from the Word of God, because that is their foundation. And we... We know that there were different waves of God and the wave of God that Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen, took us into and led us in was the Word of Faith movement where there were just, there's such a hunger and a desire for the things of God, the Word of God, and the faith that you can have what you say. You can mm-hmm. speak the Word of God, you can declare the Word of God, and you can have life in your mm-hmm. situation. And that was wonderful, and we enjoyed that. I remember those days growing up in that, but... We see, it seems like there's such an attack on those things now. There's such an mm-hmm. attack on Word of Faith churches. There's such an attack on the Word of God like never before. And people are really being tempted to look for other roads to travel on, looking for other avenues to go, looking for another path of life to travel on other than what we've been taught mm-hmm. and other than what you said, you know, we've been trained in, you know, they're not continuing like they're supposed to be, are they? Ministers and ministries have so bent over backwards to try to accommodate people mm-hmm. that they fail to see that the gospel is consistent. Yeah. The word of God is consistent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change. And we need to bring the light of the word mm-hmm. to every generation, regardless of what's going on in that generation. The Word of God doesn't change. Mm-hmm. The Lord said Himself, He said, I'm the Lord, I change not. Mm-hmm. And the Word of the Lord endures forever. And yeah. so this past week I was talking to a, a pastor that I hadn't seen of, well, it's the first time I ever met him. Yeah. And um, we got to talking, a nice man. And and um, he said, you know, it's gotten to the place where he said, I can't, I can't preach from even romans anymore because he said people get so upset and offended Mm -hmm. and uh but i said well you know we're supposed to stay the same we're supposed to preach the word that's what paul told timothy preach the word be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke exhort with all long suffering and doctrine he said for the time will come Mm -hmm. when they people 
and that and and who is it? They people in the world, sure, but also in the body of Christ, right. will not endure sound doctrine. sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. But after their own lust, the Scripture said, they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Yeah. So they're looking for uh, someone who's going to tickle their ears with a message that is that never corrects. Notice what he said. Uh, that's in in the. Fourth opening, yep. Um, he said, "They'll turn away their ears from the truth. They'll not endure sound doctrine." Well, verse two said, mm-hmm. "Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine." So there's your sound doctrine, and that's going to be the method mm-hmm. that it comes. There's going to be some things in the Word of God, or let's say it this way, in the light yeah. that reprove me. There's yeah. going to be things in the light that rebuke me. Right. There's going to be things in the light that exhort me. Right. Um. And so I don't need to draw back from any of them because earlier he said, um, you know, verse 16, uh, for all scripture is given. Mm -hmm. You could say it this way. All of the light of God's word is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. But see, people won't want that. They can't endure. And and we're living in such a, um, I said it recently preaching, such a soft generation yeah. they're so easily offended I think that's a good word they don't they're not courageous mm-hmm. um, and when you come along if you're in the word of God and you're full of the spirit you will be extremely courageous because you'll be full of faith well that's what faith is the spirit faith. exactly yeah. and so you'll have a boldness about you mm-hmm. and so things that are said from the word in the love of God that bring a correction or reproof people just don't want to hear that mm-hmm. there's always going to be those that do. And I believe that when, as God pours out His Spirit, there'll be more that want that. Mm-hmm. But, sh- but unfortunately, so many don't. You, you say one thing, and they're offended and upset. And this pastor said, I, I can't even hardly preach from the book of Romans anymore because people get mad at me. And I was talking to he and his wife about their ministry, and uh, they do something that they call five-minute church. And so five-minute mm-hmm. church is all online platform and... Huh. and uh, and I thought about that. Have we come to the place in this uh, world and, and society, society the, yeah. the American culture, that you have to go online because you won't go to the house of God? Right. And then you he, you have to have a message that's honed down to five minutes, mm-hmm. and that's church, five-minute church. Now, I'm not saying they're doing a bad thing. I'm just saying, how can you... How, how can you really grow in the things of God mm-hmm. if you have five minutes of okay. something that the minister really worked hard to try to avoid anything that would offend you? I'm not about trying to avoid things that might offend or upset someone. I'm about doing what Paul said to do, mm-hmm. preach the word. Yeah. So if you preach the word, you have to know that sometimes people are going to get upset. Sometimes people are going to be offended. But if I'm preaching the word in love, it's not that's not my responsibility how people respond to it. Right. It's my responsibility to feed them, like Peter said, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight. Right. And so I gotta do my part as a minister, walk in love, um, exhort people, but then I shouldn't be grieving over every person who just gets upset and goes astray. Right. And I can't I can't control that. Right. And if I do try to control that. I'm going to spend so much time and energy just chasing after people's foolishness, and we just can't do it. so true. It's ministers in these last days, they're going to have to walk by faith too and live in faith and determine 
have a tenacity and a backbone, so to speak, spiritually, that I'm going to say what needs to be said, regardless of what the people do, regardless of who gets offended, right? Mm -hmm. Because if the word says that people are going to depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctor, then then we just have to come to that realization and understanding we're not going to be able to change what's going on in the world of people in their minds. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to do what we're called to do and stick with the truth, stick with the word. And if people get offended at that, we just have to, we can't get freaked out by that Mm -hmm. or just try to change that or alter the message or alter ourselves to try to accommodate that because it's just not right. So much focus has been placed by ministers on trying to gather a large number of people to themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like my friend Tony Cook said, you know, it's about the three Bs, you know, bodies, buildings, and bucks. Yeah. And there was a time, uh, you know, in this last move of God, the Word of Faith uh, move, Mm -hmm. and of course the Word of Faith is the Bible, so we're not going to call that a move of God. We're going to say that's the foundation upon which we stand. But right. That's good. But there was large numbers of people that were f- just flocking to the house of God, and, and people had all kinds of results everywhere. Well, when that that particular move of God began to wane, wave, um, yeah. people start going in a different direction, and so then ministers and ministries tried to invent ways to get people in to keep to stay hold of the bodies, buildings, and bucks, mm-hmm. and so. They began to compromise and try to become relevant and how can we engage with our culture. Well, the Bible tells me to go preach the gospel to them. Right. And then it's up to them to receive it or not receive it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's right to be innovative and creative um, to an extent. But if I compromise what God's word says to try to to try to get people to come to me. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I really doing? Right. And am I so focused on the number of people that I have or the amount of money that I have or, uh, you know, am I so focused on that that I don't even preach the word like I should anymore because for fear that I might lose somebody? Right. I mean, who's, who am I ultimately going to answer to? I'm going to stand before the Lord. Right. And he's, he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to give an account for that. Exactly. Well, Lord... I didn't preach, you know, from, I didn't preach about the blood or I didn't, I, I just you gave a message that yeah. was all light and frothy about how you could be the best you <laughs> and <laughs> embrace all the, the stupid things of the flesh. Oh, that's okay. You know, don't worry about all of that. There's grace, grace, grace. Right. And, uh, or, I mean, am I, am I going to say that? No. Because he's going to say, well, did you preach my gospel to them? Well, Lord, I was concerned, and my church numbers started to go down, so I, so I just stopped preaching on the mm-hmm. blood, or I stopped talking yeah. about faith, or I didn't want to be... Somebody asked me recently, well, are you a word of faith preacher? I said, well, what do you mean by word Labeling of faith Labeling you that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I said, if you're talking about the just shall live by faith, or without faith it's impossible to please God, or all these types of things. Now faith is a substance of things <laughs> hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so... Yeah, I said, if you're talking about that, then absolutely. Yes. I'm a word of faith preacher. I believe in the redemptive plan. Right. And I believe that healing is for us and that God wants to prosper us and that we can be free from all these destructive things in the world. I said, we agree on that, don't we? Right. Well, yes, we do. Right. Christians yeah. are believers. Right. 
supposed to believe the Bible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Well, and it's, you know, people want to, they want to label this word of faith as a movement and that they try to put it in its own category, but really it is the foundation of what we believe. Right. We believe the word of God, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. We, we are those that believe and are full of faith because faith has been dealt to us. Mm-hmm. Romans twelve three says, we've been all dealt the measure of faith. Jesus came telling us how to operate in the God kind of faith. Yeah. Have faith in God. Have the faith of God. Right. Have the God kind of faith. Right. So if the head of the church is teaching me how to operate in the faith of God, mm-hmm. if you want to call it a movement, then Jesus started it. Right. You know, but he's the head of the church. Right. So um, he came to bring a mandate that's from good. heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's the mandate that we have. We have an assignment. Right. You know, I, it's true. The Lord told Brother Hagin, go teach my people faith. And um, that's really a, a main focus but you you the bible teaches us that so then faith comes by hearing mm-hmm. and hearing by what else nothing other than the, the word, word of god. god yeah you can have faith in some man's word or the media god forbid but i <laughs> yeah. i get my faith from what god said i believe what he said right and i always say faith is simple Believing God's word and acting like it's so. Right. Simply believe what God said and then act upon it, and then you'll get the results. That is faith in God. Right. Basically, I trust Him, and I'm gonna. I trust Him so much that I'm gonna act on what He said. That's really good. Yeah. And if my faith starts to wane in an area of life, then what I need to do is go back and hear what He said again. Now, mm-hmm. what was that that you said exactly, Father? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna dig that out. I'm gonna find that. I'm gonna think more about that mm-hmm. than my circumstances, right. or my situation that's telling me that that thing that God said is not mine and I don't have it. Right. So, Christians need to take the time. They need to give diligence. They need to be in the house of God. If they go to a church that doesn't teach these things, then they need to find one that does. Right. You know, and get involved and and connect to it. Yeah, and I think it's been a temptation of some preachers and pastors to think well we don't need to talk about this maybe people there's there's enough teaching on this i'll teach on something else but really more now than ever before i think we need to get back to the basics of faith and teaching on what the word of god has to say about standing on the word of god and continuing Mm -hmm. in faith you know i've always said we get excited about what faith can bring us and do for us, how it can move the mountain, how it can call those things in. But we ought to be just as excited that the faith of God will keep us steady in the hard place. Mm-hmm. And people don't really know what faith is today. They're operating in a feigned faith before mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. It's not an unfeigned or a genuine faith. Mm-hmm. And as a result, what they called faith didn't hold them steady in the hard place. They departed from what mm-hmm. they learned. They were moved by circumstances. They mm-hmm. were moved by affliction and persecution, like Jesus said in Mark 4. Mm-hmm. Because it's always gonna, there is going to be trouble or attacks from the enemy or attacks from people that come up because of the word. Yeah, I was reminded of something that um, Jesus said, of course, in Mark 11. Yeah. If but you have then, your Bibles, pull them out and look at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Jesus is an authority on the faith of God, especially since he said how to have it and right. how it works. But I was reminded of something that he said to Brother Hagen with regard to this particular passage in Mark eleven twenty two and 23 and 24. 
But um, he said, have faith in God. Mm -hmm. And obviously there are translations also that say, have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. All of those are true. Mm -hmm. Have faith in God, that's true. Have the God kind of faith, that's true. Have the faith of God, absolutely. Right. And you can clearly see that by the fact that he, when he dealt with the the fig tree, there was no figs on it. He spoke to it. Mm-hmm. It was accursed. The disciples noticed that. They asked a question about it. And then he started talking about how faith works or the, the God kind of faith works. I see. Yeah. So Jesus is teaching them, listen, this is how it works. And this is how you can work it. Yeah, that's and good. So, he also demonstrated it, too. Well, he demonstrated yeah. it. They saw the example. They yeah. asked about it. And he said, okay, here's how it works. Yeah, yeah. And so he said, for truly I say unto you, mm. which means I ain't lying about this, right? Um, that whosoever, which means anybody who wants to operate in this, can. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just for the disciples because he would have said, now this is how it's going to work for you only. But he said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, that's his spirit, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So with regard to operating the faith of God, the, this is what the Lord said to Brother Hagin. He said, it's not that my people don't believe, and belief is uh, the adherence to the belief that what God said is so. In other words, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um that's resident in the heart because faith is of the heart. Right. He said, it's not that my children don't believe, it's that they don't speak my word. Mm. Not realizing that there is a release to that faith. In order to activate that faith, we have to be saying, and notice what he said to Brother Hagen. He said, uh, notice in verse 23 that the saying part of faith was revealed Three times in right. relation to the believing yeah. ones. So, right. But most Christians uh, have it in reverse. They 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 believe and they say they believe, but they never really get to the place where they learn how to release their faith by speaking it. And I, this is not a word of faith idea. Right. Like some people think, oh, you're just that blab it and grab it group. Right. No, this is the head of the church saying, mm-hmm. what you believe according to my word, you need to be speaking. Mm-hmm. And the, according to this scripture and what Jesus said to Brother Hagin, it's a three to one ratio. Right. And so if Christians would just learn, uh, it's like I've been teaching a series on Overcoming by the blood of the Lamb, that's a finished work. And the word of their testimony. Yeah. I have to I'm the one who determines mm-hmm. what what I'm going to walk in 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 relation to the light of the word. That's good. So if I'm gonna experience the things that God has provided for me, I need to have a testimony about those things. That's good. I need to learn how to speak faith mm-hmm. and not speak the problem all the time or not speak it's okay to Mention that you know you have a problem, but but don't focus on that because the spirit of faith doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. It, the spirit of faith believes and speaks according to God's word. Right, and I remember you talking about um, <clears throat> before Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter four verse thirteen, right, having the same spirit of faith mm-hmm. as is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and mm-hmm. therefore speak. But prior to that, I remember you teaching in church recently about all the things that Paul faced. Right. You know, we're troubled on every side. Persecuted. He faced a lot of things that most Christians will never face. Oh. 
Yeah, our problems typically, and I'm not saying people don't have serious issues with health and things like that, but most of the time the things that we face here in this country are like what we call first world problems. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, there's not enough toilet paper on, paper on the shelf. Right. God doesn't love me anymore. Well, give me a break. I right. Mean, you start facing some real things like he faced. There's people trying to kill him all the time. And I haven't been uh, stoned with rocks lately, these kinds of things. Right. So, um, sure, people face difficult things. They face financial troubles. They face serious discouragement, sometimes sicknesses and different things. But the Word of God overcomes in every area. Yeah. There's not anything in life that we face that the Word of God won't put us over and cause us to overcome. But we need to learn how to work the Word in that situation. Amen. And take the Word like a tool and use it to drive that thing away. Right. And the answer is always the same no matter what you face, no matter what mm -hmm. the day and age is the hour that we're living in, the answer is always going to be That's the right. same. Faith in God, the God kind of faith, the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And, um, you know, I really liked the Word that you read earlier. There's going to be the Word and the Spirit come forth in these last days. Mm -hmm. And those kind of churches and those kind of ministries are the ones that are going to thrive mm -hmm. and the ones that are mm -hmm. going to do the work of the mm -hmm. Lord. Yep. You know, the Lord, like you said earlier, there's a move of God underway. There's things God wants to do and move, and he's building his church. Yep. And, I, you know, I've always said, what kind of a church is he building? What kind of a move is it going to be? It's going to be a move, and there are going to be churches that are in line with what he has said mm -hmm. in his will and not doing it any other way. Yep. So all of these flash in the pans and all of these things that come up, and they look big and amazing. I always liken it to like a firework. You know, it's it, you see the explosion in the air and it's wonderful and everybody's ooh and aahing about mm -hmm. it. But then it's gone. In a moment. But the things of God are eternal and mm -hmm. the things of God will last forever. And so that's why we need to stick with the word, like you said, ride through to victory. We need to stick with the things of the Holy Ghost and not, not depart from those things, not mm -hmm. depart from the move of God. Well, how can you do the works of Jesus without the anointing of the Holy Spirit? You can't. And Jesus didn't say to the disciples when he was about to ascend on high, listen, just go preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. No, he said, yes, go preach the gospel. But he said, before you do, you mm -hmm. go and you wait for the one that I'm sending to you. Mm -hmm. And he's going to anoint you and clothe you with power. Of course, I'm paraphrasing here, but right. I use scripture for all of this. Right. He said, you shall receive power, mm -hmm. anointing. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. So... It's the same thing. The, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the things of the Holy Spirit have been controversial since the day of Pentecost, Acts right, 2 4. Right. And so I, I told a, a pastor today, I was texting and, and back and forth, and he said, You know, the church is departing from what we know to be traditional church buildings and things like that and go into universalism and all this other stuff. And I said, well, I'm staying with the Word, I'm staying with Jesus, and I'm staying with the Holy Ghost. That's and, good. And he said, amen. I said, I don't even care. If if everybody leaves, I'm staying with that because ultimately I've got to answer to the head of the church for myself and what I did with what he gave me. Mm -hmm. And so the good news is there's going to be always people that are hungry for the Holy Ghost. They're hungry for the Word. And those are the people that we need to minister to. Like Peter said, feed the flock of God. That is among you and so when we're going to church and we're doing these things we need to say okay the people that showed up today the people came because they wanted to hear the ones that didn't show up i'm sorry about that the lord's dealing with them but i'm not gonna spend all my time crying over that yeah. I, I have to i have to stay on course that's good that's and good. not be moved out of my place by it either 
Yeah, that's really good. You've been in ministry for 30 years now or more? I think it was 30,000. 30,000. You've I'm been in ministry uh, for... 35 or something like that. Yeah. For a long, I'd have to check. long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. You've seen a lot of things. You've mm-hmm. experienced a lot of things. You've seen people come and go. Sure. And I'm reminded of what we were talking about recently, um, about how Jesus was teaching, and he had a following of people that were trying to make him a king because... They oh, wanted yeah. him to do miracles for him he and everything. Multiply the loaves and the fishes. <laughs> he started to teach on some things that were controversial, mm-hmm. but they were truth. Mm-hmm. He said, "Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have mm-hmm. no part of me." And he, the scripture says, from that point on, or that day on, many, many. departed from him. His and that father. wasn't the twelve, because then he turned to the twelve after those. He had many more than just the twelve disciples. Yeah. But many of them stopped following him. Stopped following him. Mm-hmm. And I said all that to say, you, in ministry, you've seen a lot of things. People are going to, at times, not follow you anymore. They're going to mm-hmm. want to leave you. They're going to want to go their own way or find somebody else mm-hmm. that's going to teach them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. But we have to, like we said earlier, make a determination to just decide I'm going to give the truth no matter what. Right. I'm going to stick with the word no matter what. And if people don't follow, then I'm not. That's not going to move me. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change my message or mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I grew up in a pastor's home. I grew up in your home. Yeah. I've seen a lot of things. I've just been so blessed to watch you through the years stick with the truth <clears throat> and stick with, you know, the the same answer. And mm-hmm. it's it's honestly we've been blessed. We've seen such wonderful people and wonderful things take place in the lives mm-hmm. of people because we have not compromised on yeah. the things of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so anyways, we could keep going on and on, but there's it's just a wonderful subject we're talking on and you know, I'll try to get my dad to come back on again and we'll talk more some <laughs> other time, but but yes, the answer is always the same. The the message is always going to be the same and you know you don't have to be overtaken by darkness you can walk in the light and Absolutely. you can ride through to victory every single time that's a good word you can follow my ministry on on our website stephenoverbaugh.com and you can also follow us on facebook and youtube and there's lots of information lots of messages you can keep listening to this podcast there's going to be other great podcasts being done also, my dad is the pastor of Missoula Bible Church in Missoula, Montana. You can get on their website and look at his ministry and follow what he's doing. He's got all kinds of great teaching on there. And he's been doing a lot of great things in this community for so long. You're getting ready to start another church in Port Charlotte, Florida. Yep. And that's an exciting work of God. The Lord's expanding us and doing new things. And so it's exciting. Absolutely. But anyways, we'll see you next time, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for having me in, Brother Steve.